Say, I'm me hungry. Cookie Monster. One of my favorite songs in the 70s was by a guy named Lou Rawls. How many of you remember Lou Rawls? I don't want no gold watch for working 50 years from 9 to 5. Me starting this off with a song is why thousands tune in to hear just a little bit of my voice. I want to be happy and free, living in love. How many of you heard the song before? <laughs> oh, God. You all never heard Lou Rawls? Did anybody know Lou Rawls? Okay, never mind. I don't want no gold watch. I got to tell you, there is a mentality in the world that people are looking forward to retirement. Oh, we can't wait till we retire. We can retire. Do you know what they say? That you work about 50 years to have about 7 to 11 years off in retirement. Oh, I can't wait. And some people can't even enjoy their life now because everything is on that day. And listen, while you're focused on that day, the principle is this. You want, you, this, this will go by so fast, boom, 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 until everything's about then. I'm waiting on then. I'm going to get then. And you can't enjoy now because you're so busy waiting for that day when I get that go watch. Oh, hallelujah. I have people ask me this all the time. Uh, are you retired? I'm like, hell no. Go retire? You think I'm going to retire? I'm, the only way I'm retired is if I can't come up here. Well, no, if I can't talk. Because y'all may drag me up here. I'm going to be up here. I'll be up here saying, Well, praise God. Oh, I told you that already. I'm I mean, y'all going to have to shoot me. Retire? Because, see, I don't believe, because I've watched it for years, people who have this ambitious thing that one day when they get retired... Years ago, I was playing golf. This was years ago. My wife was with me, actually, that day, riding in the cart. And somebody asked me, where's the hole? My wife said, are you stupid? You don't know where the hole is? How many times have you played this golf course? I said, honey, well, he's played this golf course a hundred times. He don't know where the hole is? I'm like, they move it around, honey. Oh, okay. So this guy got frustrated, and you know what he said? I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go to the office and work. This was on a Sunday after church. I said, man, what are you doing? I'm going to the office at work. I'll play golf when I retire. I said, you'll never do it. Because you have a mindset of believing something and anticipating things and, and looking forward to it. That whole mindset you have all day. You're not just going to be able to cut that off one day at retirement, step over to the land of not thinking that way the rest of your life. You ain't going to be able to enjoy golf. You know what? You're going to what you're going to love is what you've given yourself to all those years. And the only way you're going to feel good is about working and worrying about everything all the time. How do you know that, Johnny? I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I'll never forget, Ray Schmidt tells us a story in the post office. It's just a great story about a friend of his. This guy was a grumpy old man. He planned everything for the retirement. By the time he retired, he had his house paid for. He had his motorhome paid for. He had his boat paid for. He had all this stuff. He, and he was ready. They gave him a party at retirement at the U.S. post office. And he was ready to be retired on his first day and on his way home from his last day on the park, uh, in post office, dropped dead of a heart attack right there in the parking lot of the U.S. post office. I get the question all the time, man. I call it holy retirement. Because that mentality of getting at the end of the day and I'm retired and I just get to not do nothing. I just can just lay around and relax, and I don't have to worry about any bills. Or, hey, I know people get retired. How many of you know you get bills when you retire? <laughs> because, you know why? Because you're still going to want to get stuff. 
because you've been wanting to get stuff for years. And when you step into that day, it ain't going to stop overnight. Well, maybe I do want a new truck. Maybe I do want a new car. Maybe I do want a new whatever it is. And hey, my house is paid for. I can afford it now. You can find out that the truck is, costs more than three times your house did. Can you get an amen? See, it's a holy grail that's deceived our culture. And the corporations of America used to tip you. Hey, you get retired here, you get your what? Pension. Oh, a gold watch and a pension. Did I mention a pension? Of course, we saw that's fallen now. You can't even get that anymore. Laying around. Everything's paid for. No more punching the clock. Later, doing nothing. You know what that sounds like to me? The message of modern Christendom. Oh, one day, hallelujah, we're going to go across the chilly waters of Jordan, and we're going to enter the land of rest. We're going to enter that place where we just lay around. Everything paid for. Your mansion's paid for. Everything. It's a, it is a mentality that has been thrown in, in front of people, and they think that retirement and going to heaven, and it's really the same lie. The same lie. I want to tell you what the gospel has. I want to tell you what our hope is this morning. And I hope that one day, soon, you will get a hold of this and it will change the way you live. It will change the way you give. It will change the way you think and perceive. I preached a message previously. I can't remember when. I entitled it this, Ye Are Gods. I got that out of the Bible. I just didn't make that up. And I don't think people grasp the gospel message. You see, the purpose of God was not to save man. He, his whole thing, everybody, everybody thinks the whole thing is about God saving man and keeping him out of burning hell. Well, we know that's a lie. The whole purpose of God is to redeem man from his sin. Well, that ain't the purpose of God. That's a way to get man back on track to the purpose of God and why he made humans. He made humans to reproduce after his own kind. What kind? God kind. He had, to, he had to provide a provision for us. He had to make that provision in order for us to get saved from our fallen state to bring us back to his original purpose and intent. And what is that? To have a family of God people. I know this is blasphemous to the Trinitarians who don't know. They're the most blasphemous people that are. Don't get me on Trinity right now, Johnny. In this life, Modern Christian people, modern Christendom, the American church, the tares, they say that we are born again and born of the Spirit. It's just not true. It's, it's somebody who doesn't study the Bible because there's people think that it's impossible to know the whole counsel of God's Word. And they are so, it's so ridiculous in their, in their little mini culture that they've, that they've created of going round and round. How many of you know when you go to a Baptist church? Every, all you do every Sunday is come down and shake the preacher's hand. Everybody, give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart. It's all about that. They don't go. They don't even get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No, they just, every week. My God, I'd be dizzy. Because they don't understand the difference between begotten and born of the Spirit. In this life, we're begotten and we're regenerated, regenerated through a conversion by the impregnation of the Spirit Word of God. The Spirit is the Spirit of, Timothy said, 
of power, love, and a sound mind. Hello. You have inside of you, listen to me. I don't care what you're struggling with mentally and all that. If you will develop that spirit word inside of you, it is a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We're not of a sound mind. A lot of that is just because we are not developing the spirit. Most people think we're already saved. The Bible says the adoption isn't complete until your body is redeemed. And ain't nobody here body redeemed yet. What God does, he has impregnated us and implanted in us the very nature of the God kind, of how, who God is and what God is. So if you have been impregnated with an apple seed, you're going to turn out to be a what? And if you've been impregnated with a God seed, you turn out to be what? God. If you don't understand what God is, it's called the manifestation of deity in humans. When we surrender, surrender our will to God and yield to the Spirit of God and we drink it in on it through regular gathering and assembling and studying together and growing together, we grow it together with spiritual maturity until it's the full time to be born of God that happens no other place and no other way but through the resurrection of the dead. Sixth the fifth foundational principle. The example, of course, is Yeshua. He's the forerunner. Romans 1.4 said he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. How did he get the power and how did he get this uh, according to the spirit of holiness? How did it happen? It was through and by the resurrection from the dead. In modern Christendom, resurrection from the dead is not a big deal and really not necessary because they already got you lofted off and wafted up to heaven already, which is so unscriptural. You have to just be blind to believe it. Later in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, this is what he said about true believers. That we've been predestined to be conformed to the image of, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. What are you saying? All right, this is how it works. The firstborn of this new creation was Yeshua. What happened to him? He died. He went to the grave. And the only way he could be alive again is through resurrection from the dead. There's your pattern. And he would be the first. If you'll notice, everybody who truly yields themselves to, Yahshu, to Yahweh, has the potential to become like Yahshua. Hello! Are you in there today? I said, we have the potential to become like Yahshua. Now, we're just going to float to heaven and go up there and lay around in our gold watch and retired play, new mansion. Yeah, I'm going to retire up there down there on the banks of the Chile River, Jordan, and my... In my mansion down there, I'm retired for eternity. I'll do a little fishing, a little golfing, or whatever our minds think is relaxation. Because that's all different for all different people. You know that's right? Some people get relaxed by working in the yard. I'm like, not me. So that he, Yeshua, will become the firstborn of many other sons of God. Literal sons, just like Yahshua, the firstborn captain of our salvation. So it's about that. Yahshua is the first of this new creation. And guess what? We are going to be like him 
And we're going to become just like him. We're going to look like him. We're going to rule like him. Are you all hearing me? This is what I'm saying to you right now is blasphemy to some people, man. The way they're figuring, you, you say you're blasphemy, blaspheming. <laughs> Shut up. Listen to this, Colossians 1.18. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and in all things he, that he may have preeminence. So for the second time, Yahweh in his word shows clearly that to be ultimately born of the Spirit, like Yahshua, the firstborn of the dead, we must finally be born into the very family of God by the resurrection of the dead, and there is no other gateway. That's why the Bible says, you know how we say, I come against Satan, for the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Remember how we used to do that? Well, the gates of hell are nothing but the death that's holding us, that only resurrection. It's the gates of the grave and of being dead. It ain't the gates of, of Elisus, Elsa, well, I can't even think of his name right now, you know, uh, Tartarus and all the whole Greek mythology. In Revelation 1.5, the apostle John he was inspired by God to describe Yahshua as the firstborn from the dead. Now, if there's a firstborn, how many of you know the intent is there's going to be a second and a third? He's the firstborn. Obviously, there must be others. And if the firstborn of God is, is God, then those later born of the same father must also become full members unto the God family. Father's God, the Son of God. We, receive, we are sons of God. People say it all the time. We're the sons of God. We're the sons of God. But yet it doesn't dawn on them to what level we are aspiring to. I'm just retired. I didn't even get out of my pajamas this morning. Hallelujah. The entire Bible is very clear on the fact that, that we cannot and nobody cannot leave the state of death except by the resurrection of the dead. And I ain't talking about no spirit man either that the Bible doesn't refer to in that sense of that. Listen to the teachings on it. You'd be surprised. So we got these three scriptures I've shown you today. And I'm talking about those that are born of the Spirit, are born of the resurrection of the dead. And those that are born of the Spirit, and those that resurrect from the dead with their well done, they receive the gift of immortality, and they become full members of the God family, the God kind, or God. They become gods. I know our, mentality, our, our picture in our mind when I say that gods, we have all this picture, you know, like we have with Yahweh and, and you know, this old guy with a, all that. But the fact is, we are set to inherit a God level of existence just like Yahshua did. Now, when I talk like this, a lot of people call it fairy tale. And I'm like, okay. I'm fairy telling. Now tell me what you believe. I believe when you die, you're gonna, you're gonna, spirit gonna fly up to heaven. There's a pearly gate there, and it's made of one big pearl, and there's streets of gold, and we're gonna fly around with that wind, right like that. And I'm, I'm like, okay, now who's fairy telling here? Because what you say ain't even in the Bible. But yet it's so deep rooted in us, and if we don't get it out, our motivation and our perception of life will still come from that, I just need to, if I can just rest, if I can just go, this weary land we're in, oh, it's so hard to be alive, and oh, the tribulation is so tough. Because we think that when we get done here, that our goal is to not do anything. I'm just here for the day, I just hit that couch. What are you going to do? I'm going to get home, I'm going to get me a beer and hit the couch. 
getting my lazy boy and just sit there all night, don't move. That's our subconscious reward. And you're sitting on the couch, or, or the lazy boy may be going fishing, going golfing, working in the yard. It could be a m- number of things. We know that the Father is always going to be greater in power and authority. We know that Yahweh ain't going to get old and retire. See, the God kind of people don't. We know he ain't going to die. So we know he's going to be the head of the family. Even Yeshua said in John 14, 28, he said, My father is greater than I. And I don't want to get into Trinity teaching, but I got good teaching on it on the website. I think I have some on the YouTube channel. And we understand that Yeshua will be higher in authority than everybody. He's the first son. They're the one that gets the blessing. True. They get the blessing. He's the first son. He's going to be greater because he's going to, he's going to sit at the right hand of the Father. I don't. But that don't mean I ain't a full-fledged Godson. He's going to be the King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm not. But that don't mean I'm not going to have the same body and God life that he has. Let's reconcile man back to God so God can save him and deliver him from his laborious life and let him retire for eternity. That is not the gospel. The Spirit of God moves us through this life, preparing us not for some heavenly retirement, do nothing, lay around heaven and go into church and lifting your hands and I'll give, oh, we got a wonderful praise. We're going to praise him and one church service is going to be 10,000 of 10,000 years. Yeah, right. There are people in America today, they get mad if you go an hour. Through the Spirit, Word, we grow in the grace and knowledge, and listen, and the very character of Yahshua, 2 Peter 3.18. This process involves, and here's the word, catch it, catch it, hang on. Not retiring, having a retiring mentality, but in an overcoming mentality. And learning to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And there's no way that people can draw nigh to God if they do not understand the deep, under the, the deep meanings and what the Bible really teaches. You can't draw nigh to God with no faith. That's why we should be contending earnestly for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Because I want to tell you, it's not being preached and it's not known. This is what people tell me. You, you can't know everything. You think you're a know-it-all. No, I don't think I'm a know-it-all yet. But I sure ain't going to sit here in my one little revelation. Y'all know that, man. We've, we've grown from glory to glory. we got to eat the spiritual bread of life. What is the bread for? Anybody remember? Deny yourself. What's the cup for? Serve God. Deny yourself. Serve God. Denying ourselves is having a bed where we broke, break the bread, just like he did. We go over there, we remember what he did for us, and we in turn do it for others. I tell you what, they, they need some gas money, I'll give some gas money. Look, I ain't talking about just giving money. That's the easiest thing to do. I'm talking about laying your life down for one another, supplying life, being there, encouraging one another, and working together in a team that we can get our well done together. But people don't, well, we don't. That ain't really what we need. You know why I think we don't believe that? Because we don't really believe what I'm preaching. We still believe we're going to get our reward and go lay around heaven someday, I think. Otherwise, we would be in preparation. We would prepare ourselves. We wouldn't want to know these things. Just like if you were going to take a test to pass for your job. Just your finals for your bar exam. 
People don't say, I don't think I'm going to go to class. I think I'm going to go. So there's a deep, subconscious, poor thing that is controlling our decisions about how important it is for us to assemble and to help one another. How important it is. We've got to eat that spiritual bread of one another. So, so, and, and for this mentality to become the way that we think and what causes us and how we act. See, I believe this so much that it don't, it don't really matter what anybody does to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to be here. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to study. I'm going to do this. I'm not, you know, let me tell you why. Somebody said, well, that's your job. No, this ain't my job. This is my calling. This is something you do because you love God. And we each have our calling in order to overcome, which is required to get your well done and to become of the God kind of man, a God of the God life. It involves regular, true, heartfelt communion with God every day of your life. Somebody says, I'll tell you what, those Muslims, they, they committed. They pray three times a day. Really? I pay about 3,000. You only pray three times a day? You're kidding me. I pray all the time. Anybody else pray all the time? I'm all the time saying, Some people think I'm talking to myself. I'm not. Pray without ceasing is something that if you were me, you could do real easily. You know why? Because I need to do it. We, we, we develop this thing to overcome. Man, we got to always have communication with God and tell him. And sometimes I say things that I'm sorry I said out of stupidity. And as I grow, I learn, well, I ain't going to say that again. Let me tell you something. If your wife asks you how, the, what, how that dress makes her butt look, and if you say big, you'll learn never to say that again. True? I said, is it true? That's not a good illustration. I think it's a real good one. There's some things that I've said to God before, I'm like, you know, that ain't a good thing to say. Because I don't want him to take his spirit from me. You know, I'm like, please, okay, I'm sorry. I know I'm stupid. I'd act, I'd act stupid. That's what I'm doing right now, my dialogue with God. Do you know that's prayer? Prayer isn't just... Hey, Father, today, Shandala Bakoda, but you know, I'm talking about a relationship. If you don't have that with God, then you're not going to get be an overcomer because when you have that, that means that you are dependent upon Him for everything in your life. There's nothing that happens to me good that I don't say, man, I don't deserve this, but thank you. And I found out that when I think on those good things, there ain't that many bad things in the light of it. You've got to understand the Bible. You gotta eat that spiritual bread. You gotta pray. Always is really. And see, there's people tell me that's impossible. You're kidding me? I think if you really walk with God and you're really serious, praying always is just the way we live. Because what was our internal dialogue can become our God dialogue. You hear what I just said? What has been, and how many of you have a problem not having an internal dialogue? Nobody. Meditating on the Word of God, meditating, what's God say? What's God say? What's God say? You replace that internal dialogue that's negative and critical and put in you by circumstances of life and whatever it may be, it's just the fact that you have a fallen nature and you've got to replace it by the truth of God's Word and by a vision because without it, you're going to perish. What's the vision? I can get, get tired and go to heaven. That's my only goal is let me go in heaven to see mom and daddy and all I'm not being disrespectful, but i got to stand up and say something to get people's attention. Sometimes you have to say things that seem disrespectful if you're going to say anything or they'll never know. Meditating. Sometimes fast. And I think fasting for me is I try not to talk. Fasting is, you know, it's not just about food. 
Sometimes it's just about, hey, you know, why don't you just not say anything negative today? I can go without food quicker than that. Hello? Tell the truth. Hey, Johnny, I got an idea. I want you, won't, you, won't you fast talking about you every time somebody brings up a subject about them? Because before you can finish your thing, I done thought about three stories about me. And I've jumped. Hey, watch out. <laughs> hey, man, okay, I know. You're right. Y'all hear me? Carolyn got me straight this morning. She's right. So here we are. I will, oh, you okay, yeah, yeah, but did, did I tell you about the time? Okay, I got two more stories to tell. I hate myself for that. I hate myself doing it. Okay, oh, I got three more stories and I'll be done. Then you can talk, but hang on. You brought up the subject of football? Let me tell you what happened. You took, sometimes I, I fast that. And those, those that talk to me are probably glad. Galatians 2.20, yielding, letting Yeshua's very life within us by the Spirit of God. We learn to walk with God in the cool of the day and even in the heat of the moment. Month by month, year by year, totally surrendering to Yahweh becomes and causes us to become more and more and more like the God that we are destined to be. You can hear me today. What are we talking about? Matthew 5, 48, just put it up there. People hate this. When I tell them this, I'm telling you, they hate it. Well, nobody's perfect, Johnny. Well, if you're going to get a well done, you got to be. Hello? Y'all with me today? Be you therefore perfect. Okay, that's hard enough. And then it says what? Even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. That qualified being perfect to another level. You've got to be perfect like God. What does that mean? Mature like God. What? Maturing the process that brings you from who you are today into being like God. And I can say this with no hesitation for those that have any kind of ear to hear, and that is to be a God, a son of God in the God family, a child of God, a daughter of God, a son. I mean, we could say it another way, but that's really what we're saying. But we don't want to say it because we have been taught that to say what God says is our inheritance and our reward has been watered down to retirement in some pearly gate mansion. Don't say that. What, then I'm going to be a God? Don't say it like that. Why? Because that doubt and unbelief don't want to deal with it. I tell you what, I say that to some people, the spirit leaps in them like it did in the belly of Elizabeth. Like John the Baptist leaped in, in, in Elizabeth's belly when she heard about Yahshua becoming. There's something that leaps in me every time I hear this. And I know that there are the religious people of the day who do not want you to believe that you are on track to become a God. And I'll tell you the number one enemy you have, and that's yourself. Become a God? Yeah, perfect like him. Mature. You, you know, if, if you're an apple seed, then you become perfect like an apple. The word is maturation. It's process. We're growing. We're coming. We're being changed into the image, reflecting the image of Christ. That's some good news to me. I don't want no gold watch. I don't want no mansion in heaven. I want to be a God. <laughs> That's even hard to say, ain't it? Y'all having a hard time hearing that? Shouldn't. I've been preaching it for years. What do you mean a God? There's only one uncreated one. Listen to this. This will make people foam at the mouth. Yahshua ain't even that. you got to be God. you got to be all-knowing. He don't even know when he's coming back. That disqualifies him from being ill. But he's the first of the new creation like Adam was the first of the old creation. Oh, y'all want to hear some good news today? Oh, 
Oh, y'all can see I'm pumped today. I'm teaching you about the goal and the prize that is set before us. No wonder Paul and these guys died deaths of martyrdom. They didn't want to die to go to no retirement farm. Yeah, we're going to go over and put you up there in an old folks' home. That ain't, that ain't my destiny. My destiny is to be a God-likeness, godliness. Nobody wants to just say it. It so offends people. There's only one God. Of course there is. Then we'll quit calling the, the Son and the Holy Spirit God then. What? I said, yeah, there's only one God. Yeah, I'm not a God. You say there's only one God. Okay, then quit calling your Jesus and the Holy Spirit part of a trinity of one God. Hang on, I'm getting there. I want to jump on this. The Apostle Peter, 1 Peter 1.15, he exhorted, he said, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. What? I'm just saved by grace, Johnny. Yeah, you're saved by grace. You're going to get your gold watch. You're going to get your pension, and you're going to go to heaven and live in the old folks' home. I think that's a fair assessment. I don't believe modern Christendom no more than I believe the corporate of America. Work for us 25 years, you can retire, get a gold watch, and get your pension. Listen to this. In his last epistle, Peter described, listen, how God's divine power Turn to your neighbor and say, divine. That's God power. It's given to us all things that pertain to life and God likeness. And that through these promises, you can be partakers of the God nature. I'm not making this up. This ain't off the wall. This is, but you, you have to see things from a perspective of, and get away from that core thing that we're still just hoping one day we can just retire. Go to heaven. My question is this, do these scriptures mean what they say? Are we going to allow that internal dialogue and that carnal mind beat us up more and longer and saying, you ain't nothing, your daddy wasn't nothing, your mama, you ain't nothing, you fail all the time, blah, 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 blah. What are you going to believe today? Adam and Eve refused to believe Yahweh in the garden. You see what they got? Death. What are you going to believe this morning? What are you going to believe this morning? Are you going to believe the destiny that God has for us? I know people, that they spiritualize away the many inspired scriptures that tell us to be holy, to be godlike, and to yield to him so we can place, he can place within us his own divine nature. Let's create them after our own image. What does that mean? If you were created after God's own image, you are created like God, you'd be a God. It's real easy. The whole world of agriculture, the whole thing about having babies. Little Scooter, man, I'll tell you, I know his daddy is. Daddy's him. He looked just like you. I put a picture of me back in the day playing a guitar and singing. Some people say, that's Josh. Some people say, that's Jonathan. You know why? Because they're of the Johnny seed. Johnny apple seed. It's, it's the principle of the world and everything in nature yells to us. What God's going to do is he's going to put a seed in us and bring it to maturity, and it's going to be his seed. God is reproducing himself in human beings. There's a message not saving you from a burning hell. You know what? This is what people tell me. Well, I'll tell you what, then if there ain't no hell, then why should I even serve God? I say, well, you didn't serve him when you thought there was one. Because, see, we all think it's about us getting free from something. Oh, poor me, I'm... I tell you what, I just, I love his grace. His gra and listen, I love God's grace too, don't get me wrong. But we're not aspiring 
And we think the totality of what God's doing for us is just keep us from burning to hell. That's why that doctrine is so dangerous. So it's logical to consider the idea that it's been God's plan all along from the beginning to reproduce himself. And that is what the God family had in mind when they said this. Now listen, I want you to know this. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, if you were going to make something in something's image according to its likeness, it's going to look like them and be like them. Is that fair assumption? And we've said, well, it's because we have a spirit. It's that in likeness. So I'm like, okay. So let us, let us. Automatically, we jump to Trinity. Because in 1 John 5, in the 1500s, the Catholic Church put a scripture in there that don't belong, and it started making you think that. So, of course, if you thought there was a trinity, if you ever got to read the Bible, and when you did, you just assumed, because that's what you were taught all your life, that when it said us, he was talking about the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But that word is Elohim. We've already seen that Yahshua in Romans 8, 29 was the firstborn of what? Many more brethren. Even though Yeshua is going to be the greatest, there's many more. And that you and I have the propensity in us by the seed of God put in us to share the same level of glory and the same level of majesty as our firstborn elder brother, Yeshua. Did you hear what I just said? I was telling a guy one day, he said, brother, that's blasphemous. Blasphemous. I said, what? You believe your heirs and joint heirs with Christ? Yes. So what did you just say? Your heirs, and if you're a joint heir with Christ, that means all that he is, all that he's become, we now are, we, we have the potential to receive. Romans 8, 18. Listen to this. I consider the sufferings of this present time are not to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What's he talking about? To become godlike. Not to be retired in heaven, walking on streets of gold. Well, does that sound... Does that sound like modern Christendom? I want to have streets of gold. Not understanding that it's metaphorically written. There's dozens of verses that talks about trials and sufferings. And I'll tell you what, I'm embarrassed to ever complain about my life after reading the Bible. Or just looking through history. But the whole process of all things working to our good, the whole process of us to overcome, to overcome, to overcome, is to help fashion and mold us in the Yahweh's image, to become what the purpose of the Elohim or the God family who said, let us make man in our image. What? All of us. It prepares us to be born of the Spirit at the resurrection from the dead and to be glorified as Christ was glorified. You know, that word, as I was a, when I was a kid, I, I didn't really know what the word meant. Glorify thy name, glorify, glory. It was just some kind of spiritual, uh, you know, surreal word out there, you know. It's, man, glorify, glorify. But what it means is this. The glory of God manifest, and we're glorified with immortality and to become adopted into the God family. We're begotten. When the Bible says in John 3, you, you, born again, the word really means begotten. Because you're not really born again until you're born of the Spirit. It's begotten of God. Let me just read this scripture to you. What time is it? Throughout the Bible, this is one scripture that I really like. This is 1 Corinthians 15. I'm not going to read all the verses, but I'll read a few. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become what? The first fruits of those who've fallen asleep. Here you go. This is resurrection from the dead, teaching 101. 
Yeshua was risen. He died. He rose from the dead. And he became the what? First of many. The first fruit. The firstborn of those who've fallen asleep or died. For since by de man death came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as all, in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. When? At the resurrection. And there's only one that has received their reward so far. Nobody else has. Because nobody else gets to be raised from the dead and receive that until Christ's return. You and I are called to be sons of the resurrection, daughters of the resurrection, really. Not being born again in front of some emotional crowd of people in some revival meeting. Oh my, I got born again. I gave my life to Jesus. Look, God can use anything. But when we tell them it's a done work, it's finished, it's paid by grace, there's nothing else to do, you have just robbed them from the very potential to become the very purpose that God has for them. Because I'm saved now, I'm, I'm safe, I have eternal security, so I can now, and it's just that so, same old retirement mentality. I got eternal security now. People think if they win the lottery that their life will be better. That's true. They do think that. Look at every one of y'all. Hey, hallelujah, I'll tithe. Well, if you ain't tithing off your $500 a week salary, I trust me, you're not going to tithe off of your $5 million winnings. I hear it all the time. Brother John, I tell you, I'm going to do this. When I have a Dude, if you can't, give, you can't give $10 off $100, you are kidding yourself. We're to be sons of the resurrection. True born-again experience so far surpasses these counterfeit emotional outpourings that has confused today's religious world that there's no room for any comparison. I'm telling you, there are going to be millions who have been lied to about that retirement, eternal secure thing. I got my retirement. I got my gold watch. I'm good. And even then, I'm going to be moving on to that, that retirement center in the sky. They got all kind of activity there. The last trump. And it ain't Donald. Please don't. She was going to return as king of kings. And those found worthy are going to find us, themselves, surging to be gathered in the cause together. Listen, gathered, assembled. If you ain't gathering and assembled now, you ain't going to be gathered there. Do you hear me? Please. My God, what do I have to do to get it through to us? We think that coming to church is just not optional. We, it's, it, we don't have to. But it's not optional. I ain't got to come to church far. I know you're already eternally secure. You're going, you know, I, I think it's a core thing. Maybe we think. And I've got to say, say this. I'm not on an ego trip about people coming to church. We could probably have church just with YouTube. And most people would be just fine with it. Tell you what, I'm going to say something. People who forsake the assembly and don't have, give themselves an opportunity to discern the body. The Bible says we're sickly and we die prematurely. And there are people who will struggle with their health, with their finances, all of a sudden things will happen. And that's not a threat or a scare. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. If we don't discern the body, and the Bible says that's why many are sick and die premature. For me, I respect people that don't want to be here for the coronavirus. I respect that and all that, but I'll tell you what. I think it's more deadly for us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, and every other way that we're, that we're not afraid of not being joined together and plugged. And you live that the way you, you live that any way you want to. You know me, I've been here a long time. Y'all know I don't, I'm not trying to gather a crowd. And I tell you, you're going to heaven and you're going to give you a gold watch. But I got to tell you, 
I don't think we understand this gathering, this coming together. That's why it's so important for us, even the people that we don't like, because all they're doing is revealing stuff about you that's going to keep you from getting your well done. Beloved, now we are all the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when He is revealed, we're going to be like Him, for we shall see Him as He am. He is, 1 John 3, 2. Guess what? When He comes, we're going to look like Him. What is that? What is, has that ever bothered anybody? What does He look like, Joey? We're going to be like him. How we just throw that out or something? Oh, we shall know him when we see him, for we shall be like him. We just throw it. Let me tell you what he's really talking about. You're going to be like Yeshua. Yeshua is God's son. What does he look like? Watch. I'm just going to gather a few scriptures out of the Bible. First, Revelation 1, 13. His eyes were a flame of fire. His face is sun shining in full, like the sun shining in full strength. He was glorified as we shall be glorified according to the marvelous purpose of the great Yahweh, the great uncreated El, the Father of all who's made us in his own image. Hallelujah. I'm going to be just like him. Hard to believe, I know. What is like him? Immortal. God-likeness. We're well, just going to go to heaven, my bear. First John 3. You know that when Moses went and got a little taste of the glory on the mountain, he came back, what happened to him? His hair turned white and his face shone. Transfiguration is what I'm preaching. Verse 3. First John 3. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. i got to tell you, me just praying and thinking, I'm like, God, I, I feel so insufficient to try to say something to people that they would wake up somehow and, and get delivered from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and, and, and pouring everything into this life, this, this temporal, fleeting, un, unrewarding, simple death. I mean, we get to the top of a hill to find out it's just a, a quick slide down the slope into a grave. But yet we so are invested in this. and like, oh, if I can, I'm going to live my whole life just so I can get to that day when I get my gold watch. And I get, I don't, man, I can lay around in my pajamas or, or I don't have any. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a cultural thing that's been cut in us after generations and generations and generations. Nothing, un, nothing diff, uh, undifferent from than the children of Israel who they go, God delivers them, gets them in the wilderness. And guess what? They want to go back. To Egypt. Why? Because it's just, it's just a slave mentality. I mean, are y'all getting me today? Are y'all hanging on a little while? Because I'm almost done. We, we so serve this temporal life and, give, and spend all of our time and energy and money and resources and everything and thoughts and, and uh, in something that just can't last or fulfill. And I believe it's because not everyone has this hope in them. See, I used to think that meant that this is how they preached to me when I was little. And it may have some meaning. The rapture's going to come. And if you ain't ready, you're going to be left behind. And the Antichrist is going to chop your head off in a guillotine. I'm like, hadn't they advanced? As a kid, I was like, who still uses a guillotine? You know? The Antichrist does. I mean, that's the kind of questions I would ask. Guillotine? Why don't you just shoot me? Lethally inject me. So you better keep yourself pure. And the fear, listen to this, the fear of me I'm coming like a thief in the light and leave me left behind is, was my motivation to keep myself pure. You can't have a negative motivation and get a positive result. Y'all hear me? 
I said, you can't have a negative, selfish motivation and get a God-positive result. I want to tell you why I want to keep myself pure now. Because I want to be a God. I want to be a God. I want to be a God's son. I want to do, I want to inherit what Yeshua inherited. Hey, look what my, our elder brother got. I want my inheritance too. But I don't want it all now like the rich young, I mean like the prodigal son. American gospel tells you, you get it all now. You get it all now. Eternally secure, paid in full, ain't got to do nothing. You're retired. Here's your gold watch. And just lay around till we ship you off to the old folks' home in heaven. Or the, the resort. Once we grasp the true purpose of God and the truly incredible potential that Yahweh has planned for me. Can you mute this? Damn! I think I praise God there with a great true word. The, you mean that the Bible is telling me that the potential I have and the purpose of the Creator for my life is to become one of His family in every sense? I'm keeping myself pure because of that, not because I'm afraid I'm going to get left behind and get my head cut off by a guillotine. Because really, when it comes down to it, I never really believed it. Except at nighttime, when the lights were out, and it started lightning for a long time. Part of the time I would sit and See something moving by my closet door. It was my robe. I swear to you, if you look at anything in the dark long enough, that thing will start moving. I rebuke it right now. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm in the right church. Look, I have a real reason to want to be pure now. I have a real reason to live righteous and live holy. And if I have to sacrifice a couple of things here and there, which i got to tell you, when it comes down to it, I never have. I'm rich toward God. God has blessed me even in my hard times. He's delivered me and proven to me that he's a faithful God. And it gives me more faith now to believe that he's going to give me this. And I see how he can deliver me from that. I ain't talking about a reward that's some vague, nebulous, pie-in-the-sky concept of rolling around heaven, around the swimming pool, and resorting. I don't, I don't know what everybody's always running from, anyhow. I think the reality of the truth of death on people makes us want to escape and find something that doesn't exist. It's like I always told you, because when you go somewhere else, you're with you, so you never can really have a comforting time. But what I'm talking about involves sons of the resurrection. I'm talking about joining Yahshua and actively ruling this planet for at least the next thousand years. What are you going to be doing? What are you going to be doing? That's a good question that I ask. All right, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you one thing we're going to do. We're going to clean up this, all this election baloney. Ain't going to be for any fraud voting, any lies. I told my wife, I wish that the, the term flower, liar, pants on fire was true. Would that be great? You know what I'm going to do? Ow! Would that be great if flower, liar, pants on fire was a real thing? Oh, Yahweh, make it so. Oh, oh, never mind. I guess it would cover all of us. What are we going to be doing, man? See, one thing we're going to do, we're going to clean this world up going to be over getting look there's some they, there ain't going to be none of this trash on the street stuff that's why today i i do not throw trash out my window because it's going to be more for me to clean up when i get back when i we we're in the rain but we're going to have over people that's doing it but don't do that guess what else we're going to be doing there ain't going to be any more pedophilia we're going to stomp that stuff out and look at me it ain't going to stop until we do it yeah there's a Pornography, what about that? There ain't going to be no more pornography. Why? Because we aren't going to allow pornography. 
What about all these wars and our sons going over there? We're going to stop that too. Oh, yeah. No. We know you just want to go get that oil. We know you set him up as a dictator and then turn around and, and killed him. We understand that ain't, that ain't going to happen no more. You boys are done. Hallelujah. That should make you excited. Ain't going to be no more sickness. You know why? Because we'll heal the sick. Oh, hang on with me. I've got to finish this because there's, there's something I want you to hear. What am I going to do, man? My baby got cancer. I've had, I've had people tell me all kind of stuff. My baby got a brain cancer, Johnny. I mean, oh, God. You know, it's bad enough for an adult, but when children get sick, that's why I have a, I give to St. Jude's Hospital. Let me just put it that way. Because you can go there for free with your baby and child. I want to be part of that. But I'm going to be really part of that one day. St. Johnny's Children's Hospital. We're going to heal the sick. There will be no more sickness. There ain't going to be no more pain. What we're going to do in a shell-shocked world of sin and pain and destruction and death, we're going to be personally involved in bringing and restoring this indescribable peace and joy to the earth. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every, let every heart prepare him room for heaven. And look, that, that is not a Christmas song. That's a return of Christ song. He rules the world with truth and grace. You ought to read the words. That ain't no Christmas baby Jesus song. I don't know anything that could be more personally rewarding to me. It is now to bring joy to somebody's life, to bring a solution to their problem. There's nothing more to see someone healed of a sickness. Now, I don't know anything more rewarding to me. I thought you liked golf. I like golf, but I, that's not rewarding to me. Trust me. What about this, Johnny? I thought you liked fishing. You think that even comes close to being able to heal the sick? Huh? To solve the problems in my town? Look at the towns of these people who rule and reign. All of these people won't even live in the districts they, they oversee. Because they don't want to have to live under the same rules that they were enforcing on those people in the district that they don't even live in. Y'all know it's true. Oh, they're going to want to live in my district. Y'all hear me? Oh, I'm going to have a good district. What's wrong with that baby? Bring him here. We're going to judge the world. I'm, I'm, I get down here and I'll get you out of here. Man was made a little lower than the angels. It is Yahweh's plan to put all things under the subjection of us. Under the kingship of Yahweh, of Yahshua. And I'll tell you what, there's computer systems right now that, that rival the mind of humans. How many of you know that's true? Man's ingenuity and, and knowledge has created these annihilating bombs and weapons of mass destruction. Guess what? They cannot sustain human life. Because you've got to have food, water, oxygen. What about other planets? You just let me imagine a minute. I imagine there's got to be life somewhere else. Unless we're just the very beginning of the seed of God that he's going to inseminate the whole universe with. I don't, I, I kind of think there's life on other planets. When you find a microscopic life, that's life, true. But I'm talking about a, the kind of form that we are. After a thousand years, I've always had an imagination that believed that we would explore the entire universe Maybe be sent out to seed a people 
after our kind now. Just like the Elohim came to the earth that was chaotic and void. And they made people after their kind. It wasn't God. Yeshua didn't even exist at the time except by the word that was spoken. But they were a family of God people who I believe went through the same transformation and regeneration process and being born of the Spirit like us. Because Yahweh don't just give immortality to people. It's like, okay, you, you, you. No. And y'all know my belief about that. And in another age to come, I mean, before this age, they had to go through the same in the time clock of God. And I don't want to get into that this morning. But, but I believe that, that Yahweh is reproducing himself in humans and that he will have us do that. How could we do that if we weren't like God? How could we explore the universe that we are inheriting? We'd have to be able to travel at the speed of light. Bible says all things will be put unto man. And to make it short, he just, when it says all things, it means all things. It, the entire universe is what it really means. And I could give you three or four different, you know, I think i got to prove everything. But I can give you all kind of Bible and Bible dictionaries. And when these things is true, that God created us to rule and to reign and to have dominion. Plain language, God created us to be just like him. I say this. God created us for us to be just like them. Can y'all grab that? Because God is a, remember I taught you, multitudinous. You want to get people on it? They think he's just three. There's only one God. God is a family. That's that God clan up there. Oh, that Elohim family up there. You see them? They're taking over. We who overcome are destined to become the real deal sons of God, not some pseudo sons with a much lower rank, a level of existence. Look, y'all were so bad. I had to save you. You couldn't save yourself. I'm just going to ship you up there to a resort and you can just live at the resort forever for the rest of your life and just do whatever it is you think is fun. I tell you what, a spiritual being will be bored with lounging around all the time. A spiritual being Ain't going to want to just play golf all the time or fish all the time or just go to church all the time and some worship, pseudo-worship service because we are reproductive in the very nature of what we are. Hebrews 2.8, God left nothing that is not put under him. Our ultimate destiny is to become a full-fledged, full-blown, God-kind, God-like, God-level of living, Son of God, to help rule the entire universe under the direction of our elder brother, the first of this new creation. Adam could have had this, but he screwed up, and everybody died. But this new, this new firstborn of the new creation, given us these, will let us inherit, like he inherited, glorified spirit bodies, and these glorified spirit bodies, listen to me, will not be subject to physical laws as you know them now. Now, I want you to listen to me, and I'm closing right now. Hard close, not soft. You may think this is a figment of my imagination, but to think so is to limit your God. And that's why a lot of people can't receive anything from God because they limit Him with their own unbelief. Ah, that's, I don't believe that. Listen. If I'm preaching you the truth today, and you are as God, and you will be as God, and you will have a, a God level of life, and you will be immortal, you'll never die, you think you're going to waste your time laying around the chilly banks of Jordan in some resort, some old folks home, we're going to be able to hurdle throughout the universe far faster than the speed of light. We're going to be full members of that creator family. The family of God, the Elohim, 
able to move at the speed of thought. Still want to go to heaven and lay around? This is what makes me pure. And I know the people who never heard this, and there's plenty who've never heard this before. It seems fairy tale to them. But I want to tell you what, I think your gospel is more fairy tale than mine. Serving God. What's bread? Denying ourselves and doing what? Serving God. That's what we're going to do. Because it's going to be so fulfilling for us to be able to do what we do as we deny ourselves and give ourselves to others. And in giving, we received all we need. We don't need nothing. We have a need of nothing because we will be of the God level of living. I mean, you know that God got everything he needs and wants and desires. We're going to be denying ourselves. We're going to be breaking that bread for these people. And we're going to be serving God. We will be undoubtedly challenged in all the ages and ages and aeons to come to rejuvenate and to beautify and to bring life to the chaos of the portions of the universe that are bleak, lifeless, and desolate, just like the Elohim did when they came to this planet. And no doubt there's going to be all kinds of further activities and exciting projects of all kinds to contemplate. To me, I've spent thousands of dollars trying to catch a trophy bass. Thousands. Boats and rod and reels and tackle and gas. And oh, I want to catch that lunker bass. I wanted it. But I'm not going to be limited then. And I'll tell you, with the body and the mind and the power of God that, and the divine nature that I have then, I ain't going to be thinking about no lunker bass. You heard what I just said? I just want to get a hole in one. You ain't going to be holding one. Are you kidding me? That would be so below us. It was, it was not be, you wouldn't even be interested in that. Whatever it is, your thing. Oh, we can just, I can just win the lottery. You can win. Here you are. I can see you now. You know, your, your spiritual body. You got your well done, and you're down there at, the, at the, the Jiffy store. Hey, man, give me three of those right there. Give me the roll of, roll of dice and uh, the horse race right there. Give me the, oh, no, that ain't going to happen. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government's going to be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. Once this awesome purpose for mankind is fully got into your head and in the core of your really thoughts and beliefs, then many other things involving your human life and and what's going on with you is going to make a lot more sense. Romans 8, 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified. How? Together. It's all going to be one thing for us together. That we are going to get glorified together. What a day it will be. What a day it will be. When we grasp what this supreme glory really means and what it really involves, that the very glory of God comes in us, then all this stuff that we are so worried about in this stupid, little, meaningless, by comparison, trials that we go through are going to seem so less formidable. Philippians 3.21 speaks of the returning Yahshua who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to who? His body according to the working by which he's able to do all things to himself. What's he talking about? We're going to be like him. Sons of God, son of God, son of God, daughter of God, daughter of God, son of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said, 
to you you must be born again the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but you cannot tell where it comes and goes so whoever so is everyone who is born of the spirit here we are all these situations envisioned by these resurrected sons of god can you imagine that when we show up they're gonna say oh it's one of them hey that's it's one of them it's one of them I've been somewhere where john travolta was you know in town very approachable guy but everybody hey What's it going to be like when they get around one of us? I think it's going to be funny. Hey, it's one of them. Please bear with me. I don't know if I've preached three hours or not. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll cut Reggie's time off when he starts. Let me get to what I want to say. These unsuspecting humans and the new earth. Isaiah 30 describes a whole nation being brought back from its coming captivity to be governed and taught by divine beings. That's Isaiah 30, 20 and 21. You should read it. Listen to this. I want you to put this one up here. Micah chapter 4, verse 2. And I'm done. Many nations shall come and say, Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the God of Jacob. He will teach us his way, and we shall walk his paths. For out of Zion the law shall go forth, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and rebuke strong nations afar off. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. And I want to read verse 5. You got it up there? Listen close. For all people walk each in the name of his God, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Each people will walk. For all people walk each in the name of his God. And that, at that time, Yeshua was the king. We're inheriting the earth. We're ruling and reigning. No more wars. We're, we're governing. But each the people shall walk in the name of his God. What is this inspired prophet trying to say? I'll tell you what I believe he's saying. He's describing the relationship of people in various cities and various states and various countries to their particular ruler or judge, that born of the Spirit, member of God. You and I who are assigned to that family. We have governor. What's our governor's name? I forget. Governor DeSantis, we have no problem saying that. Well, there's going to be a Governor Johnny at some presses, and they will be under the, the province and the command and the governing responsibility, God Johnny. I know I'm making some of y'all get nauseous at me because that's what we've called to be, God family. There's only one king, and there's only one God, Yahweh, but we are a family that will rule and reign, and, each, and people are going to have, they're going to walk in the name of this province, that city, this place, there's only one reason that Yahweh has for your life. And it's not to give you a gold watch. It's not to send you off to a resort or, or you know, uh, uh, what do you call it when you go and, you know, old folks home, however you want to say it. He's given us life and breath. In Him we live and move and have our being that we may join Him, His Son, Yahshua, all the Elohim before us and a real family relationship based on love, based on service, based on obedience to the way that produces peace and happiness. The spiritual law of God has revealed in the Ten Commandments. I want to tell you, I have a hope for a great tomorrow. And I know what God's called us to be. And I pray to God that that core thing in us that causes us to live our life and thinking that if we can get to some point here that we're going to be happy, if we could just move there, if we could just have this, if we could just retire, if we could get our pension, if we could have that gold watch, if we could just 
get eternally secure and go to heaven when we die. I pray today that I have stabbed that thing in the very heart. I have put an axe to the root of the fruit of any kind of mentality like that and that your eyes will be opened and that, the, that you will know, understand the, what is the hope of your calling that we have in Christ and that you will have faith and hope toward the real hope that we have. And I declare that in this house over us. Let it be so. And if you agree, say amen. I love you. God bless you. Bye. Hey, if anybody needs any Geritol.